Hey everyone, I'm Dan Whedon. This is episode number two of a special two-part interview with my friend, former Rear Admiral, former Commander of the Blue Angels, and current CAVU Executive, Del Bull. Uh, part one of the uh, series was a couple of weeks ago, and this is his return. Uh, it's now a newly released former patron-only episode that's now available to all of you. This continues on our conversation on part one on visible leadership. Remember, you can subscribe to Unleash the Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Pandora Podcasts. Please not only subscribe, but rate and review us. Tell us how you think we're doing. Now, no more of this stuff. Let's get on with part two of Visible Leadership with Del Bull. Enjoy. So, um, visible leadership. I will tell you that, um, you know, my dad used to say, and, and it's very cliche-ish in the Navy anyway, get out from behind your desk and and go talk to those, those frontline workers, frontline supervisors. Um, and it gets, this goes back into, right, goes back into the feedback and communication. Um, it's not just that cultural survey team that, that says, how you doing? How about the CEO of the company and the vice presidents get out from behind the desk and they go on site and say, how you doing? Uh, what can I do to improve? Um, that's such, that is such a huge deal. When my, my brother Vince was telling me last night, he was invited onto an aircraft carrier that my dad was in command of at the time. And he, he uh, was going to have lunch with dad. In fact, it was the, the carrier was in the yards, shipyards in Bremerton, Washington. I know you're familiar okay. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the USS constellation. And my dad said, Vince, uh, Vince was in town. He said, come on and have lunch with me. Vince shows up. They, they let him on the ship and he goes up to my dad's uh, stateroom. And they said, my dad is, we call it the forecastle. It's it's the a ceremonial place on the carrier, where the the anchor comes up into the ship, and uh, and they stow the anchor chains, those massive anchor chains. And they said he's he's doing an inspection in the forecastle. And Vince said, "Well, can I go see what he's doing?" Sure. So they escorted him down there. When when he got there, my dad, the captain of the ship, was sanding, with his sleeves rolled up. He was sanding on the anchor chains for them to be. That was my dad's way of telling those young men and women that they are the team. They're what's important. And, and this gets back to a, um, a very valuable way of thinking as a leader. And, and I call it the leadership pyramid. Um, Dan, as we work our way up to this, to this pyramid, um, we get a little bit more senior, more senior. We're making a little bit more money. Our office is getting a little bit bigger. Our parking spots are closer to the front door however you want to imagine you're getting up to that pyramid. Uh, there are leaders that when they get up to the apex of that pyramid, believe that, wow, I've arrived. Look <laughs> at all the people below me that now right. work for me. Right. Right. And, and so uh, that's not the way um, I was raised. That's not the way I think great leaders were taught. Great leaders flip the pyramid upside down. They're still in that same spot. But what that represents is look at all the people that I work for. So, so that's the way my dad, that, that's the message he was, he was giving those sailors by getting on his hands and knees and rolling up his sleeve as the commanding officer of an aircraft carrier. 
um, and doing the sanding with them. Yeah. Um, it, it, that's visible leadership. That is the way you tell your team that we actually are a team and it's not, you know, me up here with my head in the clouds. Right. Um, because if I'm up there, I won't, I'll never get that feedback going back to our previous conversation, that feedback to make the team better, to be able to help those people when they have those personal problems. When Let me ask you a quick question before we, we hit the servant leadership, because I think you're going to go there next, right? Yes. Okay. So in today's world, uh, during and then post pandemic, we found that uh, virtual, what we're doing right now has become a necessity. And what I see, and especially a lot of small and medium sized businesses, especially those that are able to do it, not that, you know, not manufacturers, not, not folks like that, but where you're finding more and more of your key leaders and team members sitting at home or sitting somewhere in an office where you're not in the same place. How can you in a virtual world show that visible leadership? How can, how can you make sure that you are still as the CEO, as the COO still visible? Yeah. Um, great question. And <clears throat> I'm thinking back to how, how, what we're teaching right now in CAVU, because most of our, our, our teaching right now is virtual. So I think one of the things as a leader of, and, and there's actually a, a, we have a, one of our, one of our, back she's, Haley is the CFO of our company. She gives on Leadership Pro, she gives a topic uh, on leading basically through, you know, virtual leading. Um, one of the things a, a CEO can do, I think, Dan, from my perspective is, you hear a lot of, hey, let's not waste anybody's time, we'll take it offline, right? Right. What does that mean, virtually, take it offline? Um, you know, back in the office, we'd say, why don't you stay behind, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> so I, I see a lot of take it offline. I think as a CEO or a leader in a company, if you're going to say take it offline, in, 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 from my perspective, as soon as we hit leave meeting, then the next time my phone should ring should be the CEO call me and said, okay, let's address this. Right. Because, because I see there's too many take it off lines and then, well, I satisfied that person. Maybe I'll get back to him. Maybe we'll, it'll be a coincidence that we get together and this topic will come up and we'll solve it. Um, so what we do at Cavu is we go, okay, if you're going to say take it offline, then um, draw the line and, and draw the line means when, right. what are we going to do? How are we going to communicate that? Is it going to be via phone? Maybe we're going to get together for a cup of coffee somewhere else, or maybe we're going to set up another zoom meeting or, right. or whatever the case would be, but you have to have that follow-up. Otherwise you, you start eroding that trust. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, that's what Dell always says when he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. We'll never talk about it again. As soon as he says, take it offline. So I think that's one thing that's critical in this virtual world, Dan, is, is uh, the communication is so much more difficult uh, in the virtual world. Uh, that's why in, in also in Cavu, we, we, um, <clears throat> we won't coach until everybody's cameras are on. Right. You've got to be able to see people, I think. You've got to be I able agree. to see their expressions. And, and it's, 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 I, th that's, that isn't visible leadership to, to just see Del Bull or Dan Whedon, you know, up on the screen. 
Because the reality is, and, and then I promise we'll get to servant. The, the reality is, is that this actually, what we're doing right now and what you do, and this has an opportunity to bring in, to, to actually expand that visible leadership because we, it's not on, we're not on the phone. We right. actually can see everybody else. And, and, and so there's an opportunity actually out of this. I I've told people that I actually see my clients more today than I yep. did pre pandemic because yep. it might be, okay, I'll drive to your place or I'll call you today. It's automatic. We're, we're doing a zoom call and, and we're looking at each other. So I actually yep. see my clients more today than I did before the pandemic hit, which is a really odd thing to say. It is. And, and there's another thing that we've found um, that has been beneficial to this virtual reality. Um, let's say you're talking to multiple clients at the same time. If you're in a room giving a lecture or a presentation, um, you, you to scan and get people's body movements, their facial expressions, um, are they paying attention? Do they want to ask a question? Your scan is from wall to wall, right. right? And it's tough to be able to focus on the entire group, your audience. With this, you can have 30 people up on one screen, your scan is looking right here, right? And you can make a comment and you can sense the whole, uh, the emotion of the whole screen by that one comment. Yeah. When you see people react, right. um, and subconsciously you might, you might do that, but, but that's also an advantage, uh, as well. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe there's any substitute Agreed. for communicating in person, but they're there. I, I think that whatever the new reality is going to be, Dan, post pandemic is it'll be a bit of a hybrid between what we're doing today and and getting back in. in I, I agree. And pr primarily because what I'm seeing is, is that uh, organizations, companies are willing to hire people all over the, the world, all over the potentially all over the world now that fit their need. They don't have to be walking in uh, to the building anymore. So so let's get uh, last last topic will be I want I want you to talk on servant leadership and um, what that means to you and what that should mean to anybody who's watching or listening to this. Yeah, so uh, such an important thing um, as you build upon that foundation of trust um, to, again, I think last time you and I talked, Dan, uh, the, the, the types of leaders that start believing their own um, evaluation reports, their parking spots, their, their corner office, um, those types of people that think, I deserve that. I work for this, I deserved it. When in actuality, think about, to include your families, how many people give you an opportunity to serve? And that's, that's the way you must look at this, in my mind, is, is servant leadership, is having the opportunity, being blessed enough to have the opportunity to serve and be in a position that your decisions help other people. You know, Christ washed, washed, washed the feet of his disciples. Um, <clears throat> so when you look at, at servant leadership, um, it is. It doesn't mean that you're a um, you're just a cheerleader. Uh, sometimes you have to um, really discipline your people uh, because they deserve it, and you owe that as their leader, their servant leader, much like a parent sometimes, to be able to hold people accountable. That also is servant leadership. Um, <clears throat> as as my dad would say, and I keep going back to my dad. Oh, he, he would say. Um, 
sons, four boys, I'm going to, I'm going to discipline the hell out of you. And then I'm going to shower you with as much love as I have. And, and that's the way he raised us. That's the way he led. So servant leadership is gets back to the pyramid. If, if you just, if you're able to look yourself in the mirror and understand that the way I'm thinking about leading and the way I get out and about the way I, I have to walk the walk of my own talk in front of my people and show them that when I'll lead from the front, but I've have the capability, think back to the old man standing on, on, right. on anchor chain. I have the capability. I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I either haven't, uh, haven't already done or something that I will do with, with you side by side. So I, I, I think it's, it's, it's humility. It's understanding. It's communicating, listening, and then walking the walk, right? So We've you, all you had know, leaders that, that don't, that don't walk the walk, but they're great talkers. You know, it's funny that uh, in my mind, as you're, <clears throat> you're talking about service and, 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 and being a servant leader and, and, the, and your dad saying, I'm going to discipline uh, the hell out of you. And then I'm going to love you. I, one of the things that I know I do with my three-year-old granddaughter, and I think about in a sense, we're a servant leader in that way, because what we're trying to do is help them to grow into healthy and safe, uh, good adults who don't hurt themselves. There are times that I've had to put her in timeout, which kills me. It just you know, put her into a two minute timeout. But then when she comes back, I always, you know, ask what, you know, what she, why she went in there and she mm -hmm. has her stock answers, of course. But at the end uh, it's, I, I tell her, I love you and you're the best. And that's, that's right. kind of what I think in a sense, you don't have to tell them, but you can show them that, uh, hey, this is, we're, we're working all towards the same goal. So listen, yeah, this is Dan, been, if I can, oh, please if go I ahead. Can, if I can, uh, let me, yes. let me share one more, please. Um, two more points. The, yep. the going back to um, communication, our first, our feedback. Yes. Um, I neglected to say this, but I, and I think it's really important. Evaluations. Um, <clears throat> don't wait till the evaluation to give feedback to your people. Right. It gets back to that cultural survey. How are we going to be effective 365 days a year? You have midterm counseling or quarterly, whatever, whatever you do, please give that feedback um, to your, your team. So when, when you, when you are giving them their um, evaluation, there should be no surprises. Right. Because you were, you were straightforward, honest, and you communicated with them throughout the year. That's, that's one point I left out. Um, and, and the last point, I guess, uh, or story that <clears throat> I, I use frequently in servant leadership um, is this. During my first command, I had one of the, one of the guys in my, in my squadron um, who um, wasn't very visible uh, in and around the squadron. We're getting ready to deploy. We're going to Afghanistan. And, and he was such a, a wonderful leader and still today, one of my best friends. Um, but he wasn't around when I thought he should be around for the squadron. So I called him in my office and I said, Hey, we need to talk. Um, I, I need you to take care of these things and these things for our people. Cause I can't do it all by myself. And he said, look, he goes, boss, I get it. But, um, my family comes first. And we, we're deploying in three weeks. And <clears throat> I mean, they come first. I said, well, you need to look at that differently. I said, 
Um, because when you raise your right hand to someday be a commanding officer of this squadron or a squadron, which there's a line of, of men and women that um, would love to give the right arm to do it. What you said was my family comes second because we have 300 families in this command and they don't make as much money as you and I do. Um, their children aren't as old as yours and mine are. Um, they have more problems particularly getting ready for this deployment than you and I do. So don't get me wrong. Families always come first. That's why we're in the military is what I told him. I said, we, we're going to protect our family because we, we don't want to depend on anybody else to do it because we're, we're just going to do it. So they really come first. Um, but, but in actuality, when it comes to this command, from a servant leadership standpoint, we, we have to, to sacrifice the time from our family. We have to sacrifice um, maybe missing some, some baseball events or some recitals or whatever the case may be, because our we raised our right hand to take care of these 300 families, not just the men and women that are in the command, the team, but their families. And, and that's hard. So our, our family is also a servant to them. And that's what we signed up for. So so servant leadership <clears throat> can be um, servancy from the leader, but let's 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 be honest. That family of the leader is also sacrificing, right. and they're being servant leaders as well to the team. So um, I, I wanted to share that. I thought it was Thank I you. thought it was really important um, uh, for us and our team and understanding how we um, what our what what we're, what we're being held accountable for and what our responsibility is to that team as a servant. Thank you, Dell. And and this this has been uh, really fun. And 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 I I think like I said before, we're going to have you on uh, as as a regular. I think because everybody loves hearing you. One thing I want to uh, plug for you, and it'll be available uh, for people to see it on on the page that they're watching or or, or hear about it, is your Leadership Pro. It's a Cavu. It's a, available for anybody. I signed up and got it, and I'm just about ready to get started on it. Uh, talk real briefly about uh, the program and why somebody who's in the private sector would find it so valuable. Right. So thanks, Dan. Um, quickly, we we <clears throat> in this virtual world, we looked online. How do we help our clients continue to grow and lead their teams? Uh, we looked online to see what tools were out there, and we, <clears throat> although we do have uh, one person who's got a PhD in leadership a former command master chief of the Navy. Um, we, we believe there was a need and a desire out there to, to put these tools of leadership um, in place to help other teams rise to the next level um, from people who've actually done it, not from people who read about it, not from people who have PhDs in leadership, people who have actually, um, <clears throat> those master chiefs who have, led 5,000 sailors on a ship at sea in combat and brought them all home safely. How do you do that? Um, it's leadership. Uh, so we put three segments together and the there's roughly, oh, 30 videos in the first segment, all six to 10 minutes long. And each one of them are topics on the foundations of leadership, right? We talked about two of them today. We have our own editing staff and these amazing people that that share their experiences, uh, uh, the, the goods and what we call others, 
some of the mistakes we've made and, and why those mistakes were made and then how we corrected them. That's our first segment, Foundations of Leadership. The second segment, which we just released, is a continuous improvement segment. Again, about 20 videos, six to 10 minutes long, on how a team should continuously improve. Um, the third segment is <clears throat> what in aviation parlance we'd call crew resource management. Um, we changed it to team resource management because it makes more sense that way. Right. And that's in film right now. Um, and that should be out um, in, in late March. Uh, we're continuously updating the videos in all three segments. We're adding to it. We're taking topics that people go, hey, I'd like to know about this. And then we will go film it. We'll research it and determine how to best present it. And then we'll, we'll add it to, to the myriad of, of, of leadership videos. Once you, once you do buy, like you did, Dan, once you do buy this, it's a lifetime um, um, support. Um, you'll get a, you'll get an email saying we've updated this, we've added a new video. Um, but the price never goes up no matter what we add to it. So it's, it's a lifetime of, of leadership knowledge, um, that, that is applicable to high school or college graduates right up to CEOs of companies. So we're really proud of it. Um, you know, we, I, I just watched a, a video yesterday happened to be, happened to be on servant leadership. Well, the person who gave it used to be no big deal, but he used to be the, the commanding officer of Top Gun. Okay. So those those are the types of people yeah. we were blessed enough to have work for us, and uh, and it's it's uh, it's really a fun tool. Uh, we're using it with the like I mentioned earlier, the law enforcement team. We thought we were going to go um, have an opportunity to teach them rules of engagement for obvious reasons, because we we. We live rules of engagement as we fly airplanes and go into combat, make sure we, we don't hurt anybody that doesn't deserve to be hurt. Um, we thought we could go help the <clears throat> law enforcement folks uh, um, understand our techniques of how we dealt with rules engagements in different situations. We were wrong. What they wanted is leadership. So we showed them Leadership Pro and they, they, they like a menu, they pick out certain topics we show the video and then we get down into the weeds yeah. as it applies to breaking down the barriers within their team and, and solving their problems, breaking those barriers down and solving their problems. So again, we, we put a grin on our face and said, the foundation is leadership and what holds that up is trust. And, and uh, that's what they wanted. And so that's what we're doing around the country with law enforcement is uh, using leadership pro as a, as a, um, uh, a door opener, if you will. Yep. Springboard. Um, yeah, exactly. So yep. it's it's a lot of fun, and I, I I think it's a great it's a great value uh, for the rest of your life. Well, I'm glad to have it. I'm glad to have you on here again. Thank you very much. I know the the patrons watching this and listening to it have gotten a great deal from it. Uh, I'll have you back on the, some of the regulars again because uh, you were very popular, and I appreciate it. Who knew we'd be doing this when we were hanging out in the commons at Oak Harbor High School that uh, some nearly 40 years later we'd be hanging out doing this, but I'm glad that we are. I am too, Dan, and uh, happy to come back anytime. I Great. love talking leadership with you and, and your team. Thank you very much. Well, everybody, thanks very much for having been on this. Uh, keep watching the, the patron bonus episodes. You'll be glad you did. For right now, take care. Be happy, be healthy, be well, and of course, be unleashed.